Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. And the top pick of the 2018 NFL football draft, Baker, (laughs) the Cleveland Browns, select Baker Mayfield. (sighs) (laughs) And let's go live to Everett Lees. Everett, what did you think about that, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's just a long, another in the long line of uh, Cleveland Brown. quarterbacks <laughs> so tom and others who do not follow the nfl which um we talked about on the last episode about the cleveland browns who have been not good for a very long time they were very good back in the day um and um they just keep drafting quarterbacks and um if you can't protect your quarterback with a line then then your awesome number one pick quarterback's going to do no good and, uh, Tom, they took um, Baker Mayfield, who was the OU Sooners, <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners quarterback, with the first pick of the NFL draft. And so um, it's all the Sooner fans are, are not real happy, but who knows? So I just thought that was funny and, uh, and uh, interesting. We covered that the last episode, and then the draft happened. So, okay. I do know who Baker Mayfield is. Wow, that's amazing. Really? And I just got back from Cleveland. I was in a conference up there, and the folks in Cleveland told me the Browns are the greatest team in the NFL. So. <laughs> they would think that. I'm just going to take their word for it. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Did they really say that? I mean, no, 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 not the greatest team, but did they, or did you know who Baker Mayfield was because of them or just because of who he is? Oh, I just know because... I live in Shawnee, and okay. I get invited to barbecues, and when there's free food involved, I'm going to go watch sports. <gasps> You've been around football, Tom? Shocking. I've, I've been around barbecue. <laughs> barbecue, and as I looked up from my bite of my rib, I saw a guy flo- throwing another rib wrapped in the shape of a football. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, he that had was... a memorable name. <laughs> okay. Um, so last... Uh, episode and um, we're we're, we're kind of continuing on to this uh, talk of sports and things like that sports 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 um, because sports is uh, is kind of life here and um, where we reside in Oklahoma which I'm sure it's more so um, not more so but the same around um, the U.S. in that um, man I mean sports is whew, king um, and so. Tom ended with a story. Um, you know what? Let me back up. And I say that because of just the uh, culture's involvement in it. Um, that wasn't me claiming sports is Lord. <laughs> As we kind of talked about, Caesar is Lord or sports is Lord. Um, but it's just more of something that is continually involved. And many, 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 many people are involved in it. Uh, day in and day out, um, whether it be Tuesday nights or Sunday mornings, whatever it is, there's sports for kids and children and, and adults even and everything. And uh, and so um, we kind of wanted to continue talking about this a little bit and go down the, the um, uh, area of uh, the trail of kids sports a little bit more. So um, 
Tom ended last week with a, uh, or whatever it was, with a story about Byron Nelson and the example that he set as a professional golfer where he would uh, play golf, which uh, golfing events, if they still did then, start on Thursdays and end on Sundays. And so they play four days. And if you continue to do well, you make the cut and you can play on Saturday and Sunday and give have potentially win. So if he was not starting the late tee time, um, on Sunday, uh, then which means he's doing really well, um, the bad guys start in the morning, he would drop out of the tournament so he wouldn't miss church. That sound right, Tom? Yes. So, um, do you know any... That is dedication. It is dedication. <laughs> well, and, and I know like um, in collegiate sports, um, BYU... Um, refuses to have athletic events on certain, uh, I guess it would probably be on Sunday hmm. Um, hmm. because for, for, for the same reason that they just, they believe that's a day that's supposed to be set aside. And so they won't, um, they won't play um, sporting events on Sunday. Interesting. What it, um, Tom, uh, what else? I mean, what do you think about that, Tom, in, in Byron Nelson and his example? Um, is that something that should happen to you know what? That's a trap question. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to put you out. Give me some thoughts on what you think about Nelson and what he did and and um, how it applies today. If you have any thoughts on it, I have tons of thoughts on it. Yeah. Um. Can you poetically when, say them with a lot of grace? <laughs> That's what I. That's what I'll go back to last episode. I'm not out. To, I'm not out to offend people with this conversation. I'm out to inform people with this conversation. Does that sound like a good way of saying it? I mean, it's 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 something. And I, I spoke with a, a a mother of someone someone I know, a mother who has kids in sports, and asked her about this, and and she claimed that it is a always continual struggle. Uh, for her in 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 this kind of world. So, Tom, I cut you off. I apologize. So, no, that's okay. When I, when Alexis and I, my that's my wife. When we first had kids, we decided our kids going to do one thing at a time. How's and that working out? <laughs> that has not worked out at all. Yeah. This this past weekend was insane and i swore my whole life my daughter would never miss church for some extracurricular event and last weekend she did it wasn't intentional it was just because there was some big problem and it caused the group from a retreat to get back late and it wasn't part of the plan it just happened but We, I'm just, I think the real issue is the, the busyness, the level of activity that every family is involved in. It's amazing. I feel like there's, there's two levels. I see two kinds of people in my world. I see people that do absolutely nothing. Hmm. And I see young families who have about five options a day and they have to choose Every day, which of those five options they're going to participate in. And it never, ever stops. And the only way it stops is if parents just say no. 
we're not doing this. Right. Because the options never stop. That, that, and someone like Byron Nelson, he came from an era that we don't live in anymore. Mm-hmm. But he, he set a priority and he just said, this is the thing we're going to do first. And it just it's a pretty rare today that people would set church as the priority over all of these other things. Church is really the thing that we participate in when we have nothing else going on. And that I mean that should not be the way it is. Ooh. Wow. That was that was great. There's my clap track. Um wow, that was that was really good and and, and um <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, but, Tom. And, 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 I, and I will say I, I agree with what Tom is saying. I you know, face the, the same challenges. Um, we're just really getting into it because um, our oldest is finishing second grade, and so we're just now really getting into it. But um, I also understand that parents are placed in a really difficult situation. Right. Um, because their, their kid enjoys playing soccer or, or whatever it is and they uh join the you know the the team and the team now all of a sudden they're going to go to this tournament that's you know out of out of the city and what do you do and if you're a part of the team shouldn't you be there uh and 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 so i mean one is is that behind it is the prof- professionalization of youth sports which i think we talked about last time and that's just where i mean the uh amazing amounts of money that is being spent on right. on youth sports right um i i had i had someone um that i was talking to one time about it and he guesstimated that he had by his time his daughter was in um sophomore year that he had spent about thirty thousand dollars on um on the sport that she played wow. and that yeah, and that and that and, and and I'm just sitting there going, whoa, that's that wow. Um and so but 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 there's this whole cultural um push uh towards that. Um it's a great way for kids to build community. We talked about the the virtues that sports can play in someone's life. Um but I I think it goes down to a lot of times parents feel like they don't have a a choice. Right. Right. I, I've always, um, in great, uh, good on both of you to, to um, share that. I, I like what you said. Um, something that stuck out, uh, God, there's so many ways to go with this. But first, the busyness. And um, I, for one, <laughs> am a busy person. And I run really high and I do a lot. And I achieve a lot. And I've looked at reasons why I do this. It's like, am I still trying to please my father <laughs> kind of mentality? Or or is this just me? But I also set aside. I set aside a time uh, because others taught me to do this so that I can sit and recharge and not, um, as I call it, create. And I refer to it as Sabbath. Um, and so whatever I do during the six-day, whatever it is, week or six and a half, whatever it is, there is a time set aside that I don't. I don't do. And um, so in that, I, I'm trying to honor that time of like, um, the, the notion is that we are human beings. We are not human doings. And I'm sorry if I've said that before, but I love that 
saying. And so um, that's one thing. It's just the idea of busyness and, and, and um, what are we teaching our children within that? Okay, grab a hamburger and, and it's time to go to the next place. Let's run through this drive through and we'll go to the next place and things like that. And, and it can get to that. And I've done that. I've ran through the Chick-fil-A's and this and that and running, run, 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 run. And uh, my past weekend was very similar in that we had um, beginning, I think it was even like, oh, I, uh, the whole week. The whole week was the same thing. Every night, every night, every now and every night. And then, uh, but when it came to that Sabbath time for me, everyone, our entire family stops and we go and we be together and we have downtime. Um, I don't have it right. Don't, don't hear that. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, is and um, Everett, you alluded to this, the kids enjoy the sports. How do you take a child when they have won the whatever game before the championship and the championships at 11 a.m. the next day? How do you say, I'm sorry? We can't go to this championship game. We have to go to church. Right. So I think, you know, I, I, I think this is where, you know, in traditionally faith formation primarily happened at home. Um, you, you, church was the place in which you proclaimed and gathered to celebrate the good news that, that Christ, you know, is raised from the dead. I mean, every, so every Sunday, that's what we're there is to celebrate the resurrection and to participate in 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 the new kingdom. Um, but faith formation primarily happens um, at home, and so you know what what if parents prayed morning prayer with their kids? Hey, we we can't we can't go into church, hmm. but we're gonna we're gonna take some time this morning and we're going to set aside uh, time in our family to to pray morning prayer together. Right. Um, you know, or, you know, we're going to at least, you know, we're going to do a, a we're going to read a Bible, the, you know, the gospel for the day, and we're going to talk about it as a family. So I think there's ways in which you can kind of claim those things. Now I, I have a, a, a family at church. They super involved kids, bukus of sports. And anytime they were out of town for a sporting event, they always made it to church. Now, so a lot of times that meant they were going to the 7.30 or 8 o'clock hmm. service um, at whatever Episcopal church was in the town that they were in. But that was just one of those rules is, is we we go to church. And that means if we have to be there at, at 8 a.m., we're going we're gonna to get up early and we're going to church. Interesting. Wow. So this is not a matter of... So where I grew up, if you're, this is fundamentally drained. So where, where I grew up, they would have said, you have to go to church. Right. Because Hebrews 10 says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but encourage one another. And where you grew up, Justin, most, I'm assuming, most Baptist churches were Sabbatarians. Like this is the Christian Sabbath. So we have to oh, yeah. keep Sunday holy. Yep. I mean, I don't think that that's that's just something we invented. I mean, God never said take all the Jewish laws, turn them into find their Christian perspective, and then enforce them as if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not. And I. And you can forsake not the assembly in lots of ways, as Everett said. So I'm not. How do you? So my question is, how do we encourage parents? And kids, when their parents, how do we 
encourage people to do to take a Sabbath or to just set priorities without making it a law, without making it a matter of fundamentalism or saying, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't do this. Oh, good, Tom. Yes. That's the question to me. And how do you do it? And one of the ways is just to point out, I think that the youth sports culture, I mean, there's so many surveys you can read online. I read one in the Christian Science Monitor that said the majority of kids surveyed wish their parents would not come to their games. (laughs) The majority say their parents make it no fun for them. Mm. And they don't enjoy the sport, although they have to tell their parents they do because they'll feel like they'd be disappointed if they told them the truth. So So there's a different problem. It's a cultural problem that somehow we don't have the moral voice to speak into for some reason. That's a conversation um, that um, I feel like should happen between parents and kids uh, where it's just of, well, do you like doing this? You know, I think that I, I would encourage that that happen uh, because that could be, that could be the pleasing of one another where um, we are so child focused in our current culture that, um, you know, that we are, we, we, we feel like we need to please, but we don't always ask and open up and sit down and talk about it. Right. And so, um, I, I did the same thing. I mean, I, I did not think for an instance, um, that I could drop out of any sports growing up. I, I didn't love some of them. I, I did. I had, they had their, you know, fo- I played football, basketball, baseball, and um, my dad was a coach and everything. And, and so, uh, but I didn't think I would ever drop out of them and not play uh, just a fear of, uh, of uh, you know, punishment, who knows what. But um, that's a great point is to bring up and sit down and talk about uh, the level of commitment that the child themselves are ready to uh, that want to make to this and um, and where their priorities stand. And then also, I think as a parent, we put in, um, as Everett said, the formation that can happen at home. Um, and so I know of softball teams who had a we'll call it service worship, whatever in the parking lot while they were traveling and things like that. I mean, and that is something, that's something, um, that's formation. And so that's a good thing. Um, Everett, you had mentioned in, in previous chats about the discipling side of it. Do you want to expand on that? I think we kind of already had, did you have more to say about that? Well, I mean, I, I just, I, I think it's a moment in which, um, in sports, we can determine what's really the most important thing. Um, you know, in, in every family, there's things that are, that are praised and there's things that are, that are shamed. And so in sports, is it, is it winning right? or is it, I mean, cause the, the point, the point of, of, of kids sports, I mean, part of it is it's physical activity. Um, it's, it's, um, you know, building community, but also is, is that it's an important way to teach kids how to play by the rules. And, you know, I, I, I think of the, the story of Grace and Allen at, at Duke, who, I mean, you can just see all these purposeful trips that he's doing on people. And I'm going, is winning the basketball game that important that that's who you're willing, 
you know, to be. And then, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I mean, and, and, you know, Jesus would say, look at the, you know, uh, log in your own eye before looking at the speck. I mean, you know, um, but there was a, a story, you know, recently about this um, soccer player um, on ESPN that they did. And I mean, just the brutal throwdowns and, and the physicality of her playing. I mean, she ended up getting um, suspended for a few games because of it. But I just want to sit there. Is 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 winning so important that we're that we're un, that 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 we're going to uphold that to the greatest degree? And so then, like you can translate that then. So when they're adults and they're working, um, you know, is it worth Bernie Madoff cheating investors out of billions of dollars in order to? you know, to sort of win at the financial world. To have millions of dollars, right? right? And what are you yeah. going to do with it when you have no yeah. body around you? Um, and so, I'm, I mean, I just, I, I think it's a moment if, you know, for kids, the important thing is that you're learning how to how to play by rules. And, um, you know, good sportsmanship is, is, is important. And, um, you know, having fun. I mean, that's what... That's what kids are supposed to do, and there's there's huge numbers of studies about the professionalization of of like preschool, right. like oh, preschools gosh. where you learn to just how to play well in the sandbox together, <laughs> you know. And they're cutting back recess so they can push kids to do more. And it's like, you know, part of being a kid is just having fun. Right. Right. Yeah, the um, driving down the road and no longer looking out the window, but instead looking at the iPad. I wonder how much development <laughs> that's setting us back <laughs> in yeah. children with imaginations. Um, it, re- it made me remind me of Boss Baby movie uh, when you're talking about the kids and working and stuff like that. You know, that was the kind of the ideas like all these babies are working because that's what they do. Um, oh, gosh, there was something else you said and I meant to go to. Um, the the conversation um you know i encourage communication um as i did with the 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 parent and the child in that area um but i also it's something that trying to put myself in the place of a parent that's in the parking lot um i've been told there's a lot of hanging out in the parking lot (laughs) in between games and stuff of sitting down and, and putting your worries of like, you know what? I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here another weekend. I don't want to play that extra game. I don't want to do this. But as a parent being with other parents who I don't know how close they are, you, you can't really sit down and say that probably. That's a, kind of the same relationship I, maybe I had with my dad in sports. It's like, I wouldn't dare say that I want, don't want to play this anymore because someone would look at me in a bad light or something like that. Um, it's just, it's a really could be a really terrible and odd place to be in it seems like um once you get in because it it be i'm sure it begins as i'm sure that every parent began as not like i want my kid to dominate all more so than it's like you know what i do want him to go out and, and as you alluded to everett gain these virtues that sports can offer um, but then it has continually morphed into a business and for profit, you know, and I reference back to that $25 per adult basketball game to get into. And it's like, what is that? You know, where is that? And, um, I mean, I, I hope that's kind of something maybe that people can stand up against, but I don't know if I would, I don't know how I would do that. I may put my head down, pay the 25 bucks and walk in and sit and be quiet. You know, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, 
let's let's close out this this uh, whole sports series a little bit. Um, uh, uh, some quick thoughts here. <laughs> Tom, going to put you right in the frying pan, buddy. Does God care who wins the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> what about the Masters? No. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on that theory or idea or things like that? I think God cares that the people who participate or whatever people do, they do it with Christian virtue. But um, as far as who wins or who loses, he might care more about who loses if that means self-identifying, like in golf, when you your ball rolled and the camera didn't notice it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. I think, or when you deflated a ball to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, you get my point. I do, I do. So if your ball moves when you are not uh, hitting the ball, or if it just moves, you, you you have to take a stroke. Is that the right? That's the penalty, right? If you've addressed the ball and started your backswing but never touched it, and okay. then your ball moves, it's a stroke. Okay. Yeah. All right. So calling foul on yourself, if you will, or, or the cheating um, right. to win. Um, good. Uh, good. When when he said that addressed the ball, it reminds me of so one of my favorite shows is The Honeymooners. And um, uh, Ralph Cramden tells his friend Ed Norton to address the ball, and Ed Norton goes, hello, ball. (laughs) (laughs) They don't make them like that anymore. (laughs) That was a great show. Go ahead. I'm sorry for that that nonsense. I love it. I I have not watched those shows in forever. Um, Okay, back to the NFL and and the Super Bowl, Everett. what What are your final thoughts on that? I, I I agree completely with what Tom just said. I, I the the most important thing is is sports are there to be fun, to teach us life lessons, uh, build community, keep us physically active, uh, teach us um, how to to uh, play within the rules, um, how to you know persevere. All of those things are good are good virtues. Um, it's when it be, when winning becomes the most important thing when it becomes the central motivating uh, part of our family's life, you know, that's when it's, it's maybe worth doing some, some soul searching. Right. Right. Um, good. The, uh, two things that I'll, I'll cover. Um, uh, first, a word from our Bishop, <laughs> uh, the Bishop of, uh, the diocese of Oklahoma, uh, Bishop Ed is, um, he actually preached at St. Patrick's a couple weeks ago or something like that. And he was talking about loving your neighbor. And uh, his example just went right along into what um, we're talking about here. And he said, um, to uh, imagine loving your neighbor as you love yourself. He said, um, imagine you're about to play a game, uh, whatever sport it is, doesn't matter. And uh, before the game begins, you sit down and you pray for your opponent to win. And in loving your neighbor as yourself, I mean, you want to win, and that would be the same as as uh, what you, loving your neighbor as yourself, would w- wish upon them. And so I thought that was a really good idea. And even through the game, you're hoping they win, playing hard, of course, and things like that. And then even after the game, if they do win, then you celebrate with them and congratulate them. 
I've never done that in sports in the least amount. Um, I uh, I played sports very hard and and to win and and um, oh yeah, I fouled out a lot of games and stuff like that. But that that kind of shed a little bit of light on a mentality as us as Christians could think about things like that. Um, if if we were to approach it with that manner, um, how, how would it how would it how would it change? I mean, think about sports in that light. If everyone's wishing the other person would win, uh, but then that's where good competition comes from too. I think. Um, and then one thing to the last thing I think to bring up was um, Rob Bell, uh, the podcast that he does. He had a good story, um, and I'll share it with you. I think the episode was called uh, "Mule and Two Loads of Dirt" or something like that. You might look it up. But one of the things in all of this is there's parents with um, doing these things and and sports. Sorry, not things. Sports going out doing all these things each weekend, traveling, and and, and there is and can be guilt as i said the one mother i spoke with and i ask that you all be kind to yourselves um be kind to yourselves because guilt can be something that sets in and from it becomes complacency and and just a feeling of negativity and guilt drains joy in my opinion and uh joy out of your life is is just not good but there's there's this uh episode on the podcast that he taught about from second Kings, um, somewhere in the area of, uh, chapter five, verse like 17 through 20. Um, but Naaman was a Syrian commander who had leprosy and he went to, uh, the Israelites and said that, Hey, I've heard you could heal my leprosy. And, um, it, the, he went, he ended up in front of Elijah and Elijah told him to go and wash in the Jordan seven times. He didn't do it until the second time, but he did, and it healed his leprosy, and he identified that the God of Israel is the only God, and the only God he'll ever worship again, um, and so, but he said he's going to go back to Syria and be the commander, but he mentioned, as I walk into the temple with my king, Ramon, I think his name was, he says, I have to bow down to this God, or, or the God's name is Ramon, I have to bow down. And can you please, and he's telling this to Elijah, forgive me for this one offense. I have to do that because if I don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Elijah, all he says is, go in peace. And I thought that, I thought of that last night, you know, and it's those things of like, we get into these situations, not just in kids sports, but so many places where we're like, but, but I have to do this and I don't want to do that. And I'm worried about doing this and I want to do this. And oh my gosh. And we just get into the, and Tom mentioned the idea of being fundamentally drained. Go in peace. Don't don't you know? Let guilt consume you. Just go in peace and and uh, seek the Lord. Love your neighbor. Love God, and all will be well. I think that's a sentiment to uh, take away from this. So, thank you guys. Thank you, Tom, for enduring sports for three episodes. Appreciate all the input. <laughs> uh, may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.